Not much, my best, best buddy. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm alright, man. So, how's everything, man? It's, a, it's another beautiful day. Um, we don't have a Thursday night game, unfortunately, because COVID. Now we're going to get two Monday night games. Now we're going to get a Tuesday night game. Well, I mean, it's it's 2020, right? Um, for the f- and, and this movie has been out many, many, many years, so I'm not, you know, spo- spoiling it for anybody. But for the first time in my life, between 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 today, I watched Na- Na- National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That was a fantastic movie. You know, I've I've, I've never seen it before. I've seen every other one, you know, Chevy Chase, Clark Griswold, the whole family, fantastic franchise. Um, I don't know why I've never seen the movie before, but I just never have. And uh, a couple of good followers on Twitter, Chelsea Ladd and Gina Moscato, you know, they basically told me that I like it. So I told them I'd check it out. And there are three key funny, funny scenes in that movie. One of them is the attic scene. I think it was hilarious. He he goes up to get a gift. Um, the mother that who played Everybody Loves Raymond, she locked him in there. And he's fumbling, and you know, in a lot of attics, you know, there's, there's soft spots to where you can go through them. And he did one of them. And he's freaking out. And he's he's sitting watching an old home video. You know with the old setup with the disc and whatnot. And his wife. Who's played by Beverly D'Angelo. Opens a thing. And he falls down. So that was one funny scene. Another funny scene. When he thinks he gets his Christmas bonus. Then. He freaks out, he curses, he gets pissed, and then he basically says, I want one person in this room to go to my neighbor's house. He tells where he lives, and and because he owns a company, he lives in a rich area, to bring him in his pajamas with a big bow on him, so I could tell him what I think of him. So his cousin Eddie does that, and I thought... That was hilarious. And then the other one is the squirrel. Because his tree gets on fire. And then he cuts on a regular public tree. And the whole time there was a squirrel in that tree. And it basically made a mess of the house. Because one of the family members had a dog. And the dog chased the squirrel in the house. So it was just one of those funny movies, you know. Uh, you know, and I caught that movie on the channel AMC, so they're doing Christmas movies all throughout Christmas as well, so if any of y'all have the AMC channel, tonight they're showing Elf, so that's a very great movie, Will Ferrell, you know, it's been out since 2003, so I'm sure all of you, uh, have, have seen that. What are some of your Christmas movies that you like to see throughout the year? Or, or, or just during uh, Christmas? Oh, man. I always like Home Alone. Home Alone, Home Alone, too. That's on Freeform right now, actually. 
Home Alone 1 is just ending, and Home Alone 2 is next. Yeah, I, I actually thought the second Home Alone was, uh, was, was, was great. I mean, they're both great. One and two were fantastic. But I always thought the second one was great. Um, I always loved Grandma Gets Run Over by a Reindeer. Oh, uh, that that's funny. a funny one. It was cute. <laughs> it was cute. <laughs> I also love a Charlie Brown Christmas. I think that's cool. Um, that I That's another one I never saw. You got You got to see it. You gotta see it. That's one of the most iconic movies, man. The only Charlie Brown I ever saw was the Summer Camp one. That's good. That's good, too. But the Christmas one is fantastic. Um, Die Hard, I know people go back and back and forth there, and I think it's a Christmas movie. So, you know what? I'll, I'll be honest. I've never seen Die Hard. You got never, you got I, I, I never saw the appeal to it, and, you know, many, many people believe it's a Christmas movie, and of course, this narrative also got carried away when a couple years ago, Bruce Willis, at a cast, you know, Q&A, he said, Die Hard is definitely a Christmas movie, and... Our guest who we're going to have a couple weeks from now, Jarv, he made the comparison. And I I guess I'm going to have to watch it before it comes on so I can give, give a true take on it. But he did say if, if Home Alone is a Christmas movie, then so is Die Hard. Because he, he said how, it, how it's filmed around Christmas. But, you know, because the guys are trying to catch Kevin... You know, same same thing. So, I'll 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 check it out. But um, you know, I I, I, I just out. don't think Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Well, check it out. Um, and lastly, lastly, I know people might not like it, but I like it. Jingle All the Way, the Arnold Schwarzenegger oh, movie. Oh, that's great. Is, that is that is a fantastic movie. The second one is Jingle all the way to yeah, is not that great. Yeah, we 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 don't talk about that. <laughs> but the first one is a is, is, you're seeing Schwarzenegger in a different light because you know Schwarzenegger from the Terminators action movie, seeing him in a comedy movie, Sh- and also Schwarzenegger, Sinbad, Sinbad, Phil Hartman, Hartman, just 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 a fantastic fantastic cast. The kids were great. Absolutely. The chubby kid who played Hartman's kid, and then the kid who played Schwarzenegger's kid. The wife, just you know, the the Turbo Man scene, all of it. Fan, fan, especially fantastic. When, especially, yeah, especially when he was like losing his mind trying to get that story. <laughs> the, the 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 mall scene. Where it's like, I got the ball, I got, he's got the ball. Then all the people capture him. <laughs> and then uh, where, where, where he goes to the radio studio. And he's like, oh, you thought I got the ball here? No, no, no. I got a gift certificate that can get you the doll. And then the, fir- the first movie that, there, there's only a couple Christmas movies that I try to see every Christmas. And it's the only movie I'll see there in Christmas. And one of them also was Deck the Halls. With, uh... That's a good movie. That's a good movie. Uh, 
Danny DeVito and uh, another good actor. He he he's in it. Um, that's that's a good movie. So there's there now now of course these movies too you you can also see, you know throughout the year. But these these movies are guaranteed to be played if not on Freeform, you know on 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 AMC. Now apparently they're guaranteed to be played during the month of Christmas. So, Dan DeVito, Matthew Broderick. There you go, Broderick. Also, there you go. There you don't go. forget about um, Christian um, Chenworth. Yeah. So, you got that. So. Fantastic. Um, another thing. So, uh, all of you guys, if you want to talk about your favorite Christmas movies, talk them out. List them. Maybe, maybe I haven't seen it yet. Maybe James hasn't seen it yet. And we'll let y'all know what we think. Every time we record throughout the movie, some something, something that we didn't do last year that you know something new figure we could break out this year. Uh, we're gonna have the lovely Rudy race on in twenty minutes, so that should be fun. Um, oh yeah, we got to talk all today, things Steelers. Steelers look sloppy. Steelers right. look sloppy. So today, apparently, Craig Carden. He did a favor for a Boston radio show, and they're doing the month of giving. You know, Tuesday start, started that, and the, he he came on their show. So apparently, they based it off of real questions, but their main goal was to come at Craig Carden. And one of them talked about, apparently, while he was in prison, how his wife would go down there for conjugal visits. And Craig blew at them today, and how they're rated ninth, and they're, they're saying how Craig's too sensitive. Here's my take, and and I'm sure this is something Craig Carden would agree with. Come at Craig all you want. Go ahead. But his wife and his kids should be off limits. You don't gotta go there. Have some kind of line. Have some kind of morals. Have have some kind of respect. You know, and and this should go for any personality. They're in the limelight, okay? They're in the limelight. Don't talk about them, but leave the family out of it. They are not. They are not personality. It's it's you know even even with the Kardashians, right? Just because they put their kids on TV doesn't mean you get to talk about them. And any of their children under 18, shut your mouth. Don't talk about them. Once they're over 18, that's fair game. But, so, his daughter, his wife, his two sons, don't talk about them. They have nothing to do with him going to jail. Now, was it hard for them, him being in jail? Sure. Not great. It's it's not what you want. They, did they... They had a year plus without their father that, that they can never regain again. Even if Craig lives to 100 years old, 
there will still always be that year that he wasn't around. But you can't you can't do something to someone like that. That's wrong. sensitive ass couldn't handle a joke question and now you want to go off on radio how Craig phrased it was that's why they wanted him on so it seems like this whole thing was done under false pretenses and 
That's just not great. Craig ripped them for seven whole minutes today. I think it was around the 5 o'clock hour, maybe 4.30ish. And then Christian Fourier, who we had on his lovely wife on many months back, here's the interview with Craig Carden. Good news, question mark. He is out of prison, exclamation point. Unfortunately, he left his balls in his cell. So I didn't, I didn't hear the interview yet, but I will. But you can't, you just can't do that. And, you know, a lighthearted joke is one thing, but again, why, why do you have to mention his family? That's, that's where you lose me to where, even if you're a big fan of WEEI, you gotta come at them for that. You can't, you can't defend wrong. Even if they're your family or your friends, you know what? Someone does something wrong, you can't defend it. It makes you look bad. It does. It makes you just a homer and a biased yo-yo, and no one is gonna take you seriously. And people, and, and this I think I give full grade to, people are still coming at Andy Martino, who made that ridiculous comment about the World Series. And same, same thing too. I get it. Even if you work with him at SNY, why are you defending him? He said something's extremely extremely stupid and it just comes to me like why are certain people verified like i don't get it are these verifications you thought just because you're in the business not everybody deserves to be verified so you can't you can't say stupid stuff and 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 get defended i'm sorry you know you you gotta watch what you say man think before you go on video think of what you're gonna say and don't don't make yourself look like an idiot. I agree. Nothing to add. Um, I I totally agree. Big shout out to Sarah Spain. She signed a multi-year deal to stay with ESPN. So another talented um, ESPN personality getting the bag because she absolutely deserves the bag. Major major so, talented. Love me some Spain. Uh, Absolutely. Um, also, too, um, Daniel Jones did not practice today, so basically Jones is out. Colt McCoy is in. So sorry, Giants fans. So let's 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 listen. We're listening. We're gonna take the L. Let's let let's just try not to embarrass ourselves. Just just take the L. Like Andrew Gulley said, just to take the L. Um. I the think the Giants should get shut out. I I I I think that would be funny if the Giants get shut out. Would you be shocked? Yeah, you, yeah, you be because shocked? no one should get shut out. That's embarrassing. The Jets get shut out. The Jets get shut out. Um, they're a defeated team. I mean, come on. They're a defeated team. This was a. Uh, oh yeah. By the way, to answer the poll question from the other day, um. A lot of Yankee fans do not believe that they're going to win the World Series. So give us a few comments. 62, 62% say no, 38% say yes. 
here are some of the comments. My boy Tyler couldn't answer this without saying if. Respect. Savage Empire, no way. Not with this current roster. Respect. Nelly Nell, with what we look like right now, no. <laughs> um, BLM underscore Stan, I need to see what all season moves we made first. Respect. Gavin, no, it's going to be the same story as every postseason. That's still silent and big spots. Hope I'm wrong, but let's make a big time move. This team is not built to win. And then underscore NYG for life. Hell no. Cashman's still there. <laughs> I like that one. That one's a good one. Sally. Um, I say yes, but with everything being healthy and going back to normal and resigned DJ. Oh my God. No. No. We had a healthy DJ in 2019 and we didn't win. Dennis. I believe that every year, stay healthy and go into the playoffs with momentum. Delusional Yankee fan. Julian, our buddy Julian Galari, which, by the way, check out the interview that Julian and Bobby Thompson on GNT Sports did with Eric Hubs from Barstool Sports. Check that out, guys. Julian says, I need to see what Ross, I need to see what the roster looks like right now. No. Asking, and then I have Michael at Stingstan. No, I don't trust the bats. So a lot of Yankee fans are not buying it. I like that. I need to know who who said yes. See that? See that's what I want to know. Like, say say why? Say why? Same way it goes for the morons at the BBWA. You know, if, if, if you're going to have a vote, and you're voting no, you know what? Say why, say why you're not voting for that person. The moron that didn't vote for Jeter should have to say why. Should have to say why he or she did not vote for their Jeter. And I don't care if it was a woman. You still have to vilify her the same way. Alright? Any, any moron, honor your vote. Love your vote. I agree. Um, and and, and, and NHL news on teams like the Kings, the Bruins are looking to play outdoors because it's safer. NHL might go with a 48 game season start at the end of January, but time is ticking until we're going to have a season because there's no assurance that they're going to have fans in 2021. That's a problem for the NHL. This is a big, major problem. They need fans. We, they need fans. So they need to be able to make revenue. 50% of the NHL's revenue comes from the fans. They're not football. Okay, football can survive without fans. Hockey can't. So if there's no fans, will they have? will they not have a hockey season? Yeah, and if they yes, and if they don't have a hockey season, the NHL could probably fold. A whole league, really? Yep. Wow. Jesus. Christ. NHL lost a lot of money when when they shut down. They lost a lot of money. Well, I mean, if 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 that's gonna happen, I mean that 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 sucks. 
you know, but so so maybe they'll just have to delay it till fans can come in. Do do you think they'll do that? That's what's happening right now. They want fans to come to the gate. They're hoping. Right now, there's only 10 states that could host fans, and they still haven't opened the Canadian board. There's nine NHL teams in Canada that, that are in the NHL that have not opened the Canadian board. They're gonna they're, they're realigning what they're doing is they're gonna have expanded playoffs again for the sporting games, which means like which means basically almost everyone in the league is gonna make the playoffs by the fall. You have to be really really bad to not make the playoffs for this season. Now let me ask you a question. Say, say in June, right? June first, every sport is guaranteed to have fans in the building. If you're hockey, would you want to do that, knowing no, you, knowing no. you'll be in the very very middle of baseball season? No. Number one, you're not in baseball season unless you're not in the regular season. Unless you're in the postseason. Number two, most importantly, is that the longer you de- you can't delay it any longer because you have the Olympics coming up in 2021, and half the people in the NHL play for their country. So you can't. That's why the latest the latest you can play is at the end of January. That's the latest you can play. You can't go any later than that. You, you can't. So what you're gonna have to do. And you're going to have to find a way to pay the players and basically find a way to navigate this season. What you're basically doing is you're going to you're realign the divisions. You're putting all the three, putting all the four local teams, Sabres, Islanders, Rangers, Devils, in one division along with the Bruins, and you're going to put all of them in one division, right? And then you're going to put the um, Hurricanes, Penguins, Flyers, Florida team in one division. You have the Canadian teams in one division. And you're putting every team in one division. And you're going to have to make a 2014 playoff. And if you have a best record, you go into the Red Robin round. And then the, other, and then the others, you basically are in what we call the qualifier round. That's what you're going to have to do. Wow. Listen, it's not what you want, but it's what you're going to have to do. Uh, before we have Ruby Reyes on, um, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, signed their contracts. We knew this already. No one cares. Um, no one No one cares. Um, and Vegas, Vegas has the Lakers as the best odds to win the championship. Hmm. So we are here with the smart Ruby Reyes. You got to be happy about your 11-0 and 0. Pittsburgh Steelers with Big Ben at the helm, you know, what What do you want to see before we get to the playoffs here? Well, I want to see somebody actually take the helm over Bud Dupree. I know they're doing some delegation. Uh, Antoine, Bo- Antoine Brooks will be replacing Bud Dupree. I, mean, I don't know necessarily you can replace a guy like that who's been so massively productive during the regular season. Uh, and of course, he'll be a free agent. Uh, my my prediction is is that you have uh, Highsmith, who was drafted by the Steelers in this past draft, 
And, you know, you, you've seen a lot of great things from him. I just want to see him be the sideline, the sideline, pass rusher. Um, he has the capabilities, but now we're going to be able to see it on display because he'll be starting in place of a Dupree moving forward against Washington Football Club. So I would like to see that fulfillment come to pass. Uh, but I don't know that you can necessarily replace a guy like Bud Dupree. Maybe perhaps fill the void with the linebacker rotation that the Steelers have. They're very deep in that. Uh, so that's initially what I'd like to see. Hey, Ru- hey Ruby, it's James, the other half of Sports News. What's going on, brother? What's going on? Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate that. No problem. Now, you obviously, Steelers fan, wear the Steelers on the sleeve. I want to talk about your future Hall of Fame quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger. How, how do you think he's been playing so far this season? Well, to be quite honest with you, Ben has been playing relatively good. There, there were some ill-advised passes that I've seen from him against Baltimore uh, throughout the regular season. Uh, the, the problem that I have is that he's trying to force something that's just not there. But that's, but that's Ben. That's what you get out of a quarterback who's already won two Super Bowls. Granted, his stats don't really suggest that in Super Bowls to be the elite quarterback that we see during the regular season. Uh, but he's just playing with so much fun and fire right now that it's really noticeable on every single time he touches the ball. The problem was against Baltimore, there was a lot of things that I've seen that were wrong with with Ben Roethlisberger's offensive play call, whether it's him calling the plays or Randy Finger calling the plays. Uh, there was just a lot of miscues, a lot of unfortunate um, just horrible play style by the, by the Steelers, not only, well, obviously more so offensively than defensively, because in the first half, we've seen the Steelers give up a lot of chunk plays, a lot of stuff over the middle, uh, as well as not being able to stop the run, which is certainly suspect uh, to what they're going to be facing against Washington. A lot of critics out there say this is the worst 11-0 team in NFL history. Look, one game doesn't necessarily mean that this team's out of the neck of the woods in regards to what they need to clean up and what they need to do to move forward to get too deep into the playoffs. Right now, they're the number one seed in the AFC, and for good reason. That's called defense. Uh, so secondly, you have the offense. So um, a, a lot of things that I liked about that game and a lot of things I didn't like about that game. Mike Tomlin, head coach for the Steelers, stated that they played at junior varsity level, and I would have to agree with that because the coaching wasn't there. The, the, the play calling wasn't there, and some of the execution was surefire drops uh, as they would otherwise have scored and went up probably 30 to 40 points against Baltimore. But but we know historically this team is, both teams in fact are, are almost images of each other because of the, based, of, based on familiarity between the two. So I may be a fan, but I'm really objective as a fan. And, uh, you know, there have been a couple people here and there right now, and again, I'll, I'll get this, well, you're just the fan, and you don't, you know, you don't see things for what it is. Well, that's not, that's not accurate. That's not true. If I stink, stink up the joint, they stink it up, and they do it well. When they win, <laughs> they win well, then I'm going to call it like it is, I'm going to call it like I see it. Um, whether he was serious or not, Bill Belichick said that he wishes he would have had a loss in the 07 season before the playoffs. Would you like the Steelers to finish 16-0 going to the playoffs, or would you like them to have a loss? 
you know, to be honest with you, I I know what Bill Belichick is thinking. Uh, and clearly, you know what the Dolphins are thinking right about now, too. You guys need to lose one. You guys need to lose one. Well, should the Steelers lose one? Absolutely. Could they lose one against the Washington Football Club the way that they're, that they're playing right now against Baltimore? Again, I'm not basing the entire season on one specific game against Baltimore. There have been different things that I disliked about every single game leading up to this 11-0 record. Uh, there have been a lot of people in media stating that they're, they're not the best team in the AFC, uh, and they certainly will lose one of these games. I'm not going to say that I would like for them to lose one, but I can tell you that if they did lose one, uh, they would ultimately learn from that, eat a piece of humble pie, take that into the next set of games, regardless of who the loss is by, uh, rather than lose one now in the regular season than in the postseason, lose one and be one and done. That would be my, my objective opinion in regards to whether they win, whether they lose, what they want to do, and how they want to do it. And I suggest probably taking an L during the regular season versus a playoff game. You look at you look at the um, the Kansas City Chiefs. They're kind of the of the AFC, but the Steelers are undefeated. Can you honestly say right now, if the Steelers and Chiefs meet in the AFC championship game, can you honestly think the Steelers could upset the the, the, the Steelers could upset the Chiefs? Well, it, it's possible. Anything's possible. 11 and 0 is possible. 16 and 0 is possible. Anything is possible. The, the problem that I have is that Kansas City, with Patrick Mahomes, um, you know, you can't beat a quarterback like that the way the Steelers played against uh, RG3, giving up all this, all these run past Austin yards, as an example. Uh, RG3 is a guy who's been around for a while. You know, he played with Washington. The Steelers are going to play this coming Monday night on Monday Night Football, the first Monday Night Football appearance of the season for the for the Steelers. Um, I would say right now, as it stands, even though there's a record that, that's undefeated, a record doesn't necessarily indicate how you're going to play in the next game. That just means that right now, the way that it stands, uh, I actually like the fact that Kansas City is going to treat the Steelers like an, an underdog. Uh, because the Steelers are an underdog. Steelers have always been an underdog historically. They've never been the favorite to win a Super Bowl matchup. We've seen it against Arizona. We've seen it against Seattle. Both of those teams had relatively high ratings as far as QBR from the quarterback between Hasselbeck uh, and, and, Kurt, and the great Kurt Warner. Um, we've seen the defense wins championships. Well, not, not in today's NFL. That actually... Now, last year, it's changed and shifted ever so slightly. Um, so I would probably suggest that right now at the stands, if, if tomorrow's game was against the Steelers and Chiefs, the Chiefs may win, unless the Steelers are able to overcome the issues that have played them against Baltimore. Uh, and we've seen this throughout the season. But are they the weakest team in the AFC? No. For, for over two decades, you know, the New England Patriots just dominated the NFL, um, do you think the Kansas City Chiefs can do the same thing? Can do the same thing as what the New England Patriots have done and continue owning the AFC West? Yeah, like, on, 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 owning the division, a bunch of Super Bowls, a bunch of title game appearances, 12-plus wins a year, you know. No, no, and, and there's a 
put more elaborate blitzes uh, together in order to make a run deep into the playoffs, maybe even the Super Bowl. So I think right now the Packers, maybe followed by Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota's Minnesota. Minnesota's decent right now. They're they're not the greatest team, and there's and, and matter of fact, they're going to face the Jaguars, and they're they're going to get the W there as well. So I think look, there's plenty of football if you play the left here. This isn't and it isn't as if the playoffs are going to start tomorrow. Let's be honest. You know it's going to take a little bit of time. Don't count the Chicago Bears getting in. Don't I mean you're going to have the New Orleans Saints uh, who seem to falter a little bit against a lesser opponent. Uh, and then they get to play the Atlanta Falcons, uh, who have been missing a lot of pieces, especially Julio Jones practicing with a hamstring, uh, possibly getting back into the game uh, against New Orleans to be that deep threat that Matt Ryan needs so badly. Um, and Seattle's kind of a mystery to me. Um, they're, 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 they're totally the, the complete package during uh, a highlight you know, spotted game of Monday Night Football, yet... They don't show up against teams that they really need to. Pocket breaks down, Russell Wilson has a run for his life. As if they have to put up 45 points a game just to have a chance. And then I get text messages by a friend of mine who says he's a huge Rams fan. And the Rams lost against the 49ers. A 4-16. The 49ers and they're a perennial playoff team. I say fooey to that one. That's just a big misconception. Uh, but, but right now, Green Bay is, is, is ahead of the pack. Um, there's also the Tampa, Bay, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, Tom Brady got almost all the weapons that he can wish for, um, but Bruce Arians also wants him to do it his way, so should Bruce back off and let Tom Brady do what he knows how to do, or should Tom Brady try to do what he's never been able to do? Well, look. Wow, I love that. 
Um, speak, you, you touched on the NFC League, Ruby. Somebody's got, by rule, somebody has to win that division because it's, it's the rules of engagement. Who wins that division? You know, that has such an open, uh, that's such an open forum. It's like asking which came first, the chicken or the egg? And right now, <laughs> who knows who has the chicken and who knows who has the egg? I mean, they're just so, there's so many problems that I have. With, with the NFCs, I don't know who's going to win. But but if, if I had, if I was a betting guy, and I'm not, and there are a lot of people that are, I'm just not one of them, I would probably pick the Giants right now. I would. I, I would pick the Giants to win the NFCs for a lot of reasons. Um, first of all, they just seem to be able to muscle out the competition near the end of games and find a way to win. And when you find a way to win, when you have that mentality and that attitude, it carries through. I'll be honest with you. I didn't think the Giants would have the record they have now. And even in, 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 in the current landscape of the NFC East. Um, yeah. But I would, I would have to pick the Giants as the upset pick to win the NFC least. When, when they have to yeah, go I mean, through the, the, next, the next CBA, do you think the NFL will want to do away with divisions after seeing how a horrible team with maybe six or five wins makes the playoffs? No, I don't think so. And, and, and there's a lot of reasons why. First of all, there's scouting involved in that entire process. Secondly, ownership has to take ownership, literal ownership, in regards to the players that they acquire, the scouts that they have, the talent they look at, the schools they go to. Um, look, these scouts get paid roughly $50,000 a year. Now, to you and me, that may seem like a lot of money. The problem is, is that they incur a lot of expenses. They incur a lot of staying in hotel rooms. They, they incur a lot. And so in order to get these guys, these scouts, these guys who are designed to pick up the right talent for the right team at the right price for the right reasons, it hasn't been done. Not only that, but you look at the organization itself. Which one's more of a dumpster fire? The New York Giants or the Washington football team? Well, it's clearly the Washington football team. Because uh, everything from internal problems with Dan Snyder, uh, uh, accusations uh, flying around, like footballs that they wish were actually completed by quarterbacks and wide receivers. I mean, there's just a lot of ongoing systemic issues within the Washington organization. The Eagles just need to get back on track. They need to get back to what has has gotten them to this point. Uh, the problem with with Lori is that. He's more of the dollars in. Without the dollars, it makes no sense, guy. The problem is, is that when you have a mediator who was designed to come in two years ago to help them win a formula that they can take and, and capture a Lombardi trophy, well, they did that. Somehow they got away with it, and from it, for that matter. So they really need to get back down to basics. Um, there's just, oh my gosh, there's just so many reasons why why not to break down the NFC East and to really do this shift or divisional uh, rinse uh, uh, across the board. I mean, when you look at, I'll give you an example, the, the, the AFC North, probably the most competitive division. Now, there have been years where either Baltimore's around the table or the Steelers have, have around the table. This year you have the Cleveland Browns, who clearly are trying to live up to the expectation people had of them Last year and the year before that, with all the pickups and all season free agency, the NFL draft, um, they look great on paper, but yet they flubbered. This year, not so much. They fell off the wagon in a couple of games, but outside of that, their 
they're, they're at in the postseason. They really are, and I've seen them going deep in the postseason. But they do. They still have to play Pittsburgh, and the Steelers have their number. And they've had that record for quite some time against Cleveland, whether it's in Pittsburgh or at Paul Brown. Um, and they've obviously jumped over my expectations because I thought they would just barely pass by the Cincinnati Bengals, who are struggling to save lives, and including their own. Um, so I don't think they're going to change anything. I don't think they're going to shift anything. I think right now, the way that it stands, these teams are going to have to figure it out for themselves uh, by acquiring players, by redoing rosters, uh, by shifting offensive alignment, uh, rewriting contracts, cut you know, cut loose some guys, put them into free agency, uh, and do some contractual restructuring uh, in order to make their team that much more competitive in all three phases. Uh, Ruby, could the Jets be the worst 0-16 team of all time? I mean, look at the 0-16 teams. You got, you got the, you got the Lions did in 08, and you got the Browns did a few years ago. Um, could the Jets really be the worst 0-16 team that we've ever seen? I think historically they are, and they have, I'm not a big Adam Gates fan. I never have been. I never will be. Um, he has acquired two different head coaching positions between the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets. Uh, for what? To do what, exactly? Nothing. Less than 500 is nothing. Less than 500 will not get you into the playoffs. Less than 500 means people are scratching their heads wondering how you even acquired the position for that matter. So a guy like Adam Gase and the organization in of itself, talk about the biggest restructuring job ever. It's like taking someone who's had Botox before and continually plugging them with Botox in other places to help make that one place look that much better. Okay? This is called yes. So I would say by far they are the worst, most disgruntled 0 and 16 team ever. Alright, uh, so okay. go ahead. Yeah, uh, yeah, the Jets. The Jets. You said, yeah, I was saying the Jets are the worst 0 and 16 team ever seen, and you were talking about Adam Gase. Like, is, 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 is he the worst head coach ever? I'd probably lose my job. 
but I don't, so it doesn't really matter to me. <laughs> However, um, I, I look at this organization, they need some serious help. They really do. From an, in, an infrastructural uh, change and shift uh, to to giving them a to give Sam Darnold a chance. The Sam Darnold there are they tanking for Trevor? Hashtag tanking. They are tanking. They shouldn't. They are tanking for Trevor. They are. They, they, they are. But that's not Sam Darnold's fault. That means okay. I interviewed Sam Darnold when he was drafted by the New York Jets. Okay, when he was drafted by the Jets. He was just happy to be picked. Josh Rosen was mad. I interviewed him, too, on the fact that he got picked after. What do you think happened to Josh Rosen? I guarantee you he's called his cross-down rival, Sam Darnold, at least a dozen times saying, man, you need to get out of New York. If you don't, they're going to swallow you up and spit you out. And that's exactly what's going to happen. They're going to spit him out and pull in, uh, pull in Trevor Lawrence. Which, again, for, for Trevor Lawrence, I'd be shaking in my boots. I wouldn't want to play for that team. Not the way that they're structured, not the way that they're set up, not the fact that one of their offensive line just absolutely stinks. Are you kidding me? There's no way. There's no way. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't play there. Yeah, so if, I'm, if I'm if I'm another year. <laughs> if 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 I'm Trevor Lawrence and I've been saying this for many times, whether it's the Jaguars or or the Jets. Um, whether whether it's the Jaguars or or the Jets, if I'm if I'm Trevor Lawrence, I'm not wanting to come out because you're gonna be on a crappy team. You know, look 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 at Joe Burrows. He got drafted to a team that his life is literally on the line every single time he drops a snap because that O line is trash. So I I don't think Trevor Lawrence should go back to college, but Maybe he just sits out for a year, works out, keep, keeps his body good, and prepares for next year. Because if he goes to the Jets, even if they get rid of Adam Gase, it's, it's, they're not going to go from a bad team to a good team overnight. If, if he goes to the Jaguars, it's a nice area, it's Florida, but it's still a bad team. So I, 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 I don't think he should come out this year. What, what do you think? Well, I like look. I like Trevor Lawrence. I think he's a great guy. He's got great swag. He's already won a national title. Uh, something to really consider and weigh out those options as to what does he do? Does he go into hiding? Does he fake his own death? Does he get drafted by the Jets? <laughs> Something's kind of, you know, from an organizational standpoint, what do you do? And, and so the, the, the Jets have more questions and answers right now. That doesn't mean that they're not going to eventually have the answer. That means right now, as it stands, they do not have the answers and more questions exist, which makes every team wonder, where are they going? What are they going to do? How are they going to fortify that offensive line? How are they going to get pass rushers? You know, who's going to be interested? Who's not going to be interested? Who do they get in free agency? Uh, do we do a better job in scouting? There's just way too many questions right now for the Jets. But to answer your question, they are the worst 0-16 team I've ever seen outside
for the um, playoff spot in the AFC? I give credit to more than just Bill Belichick. I give credit to the players. I give credit to the organization as a whole. As long as Robert Kraft can stay out of those parlors, um, I, I just think that they have, a, they have a much better chance of getting into the playoffs squeaking. I mean, when I talk squeak, I'm talking about someone pulling a dollar bill. Well, I mean, the New England Patriots are certainly part of the part of the conversation piece uh, in regards to whether they get in. It's like it's like trying to squeeze a, a dollar bill through an airtight window. I mean, they, 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 the possibility is there. The problem is that I don't know how they're going to do it. I understand Cam Newton is relatively athletic, being able to get outside the pocket, you know, get into Julian Edelman, get into certain guys, but they're just, you know, I, I understand that they find a way to win. I just don't think it's their season. They clearly know who's in the driver's seat right now, and that's the Buffalo Bills, uh, who, who continue uh, to kind of amaze people. I remember what happened last year when the Bills came to town to play in at, to, to play in Pittsburgh against the Steelers and, and, and beat the Steelers there in their house. So I know that that New England is not you know trying to win the AFC East crown because they're clearly not in the driver's seat for that. But uh, depending on what happens between now and Week 16 or even Week 18 for that matter, or who knows what COVID will do, but. Uh, you know, just really find themselves in some type of playoff conversation, and for some reason it goes to um, extra innings, per se. So right now, I don't know that the, the Patriots will actually win the remaining games on their schedule. Uh, there, there's certainly a lot of questions in regards to what they will do, what they won't do. Uh, the problem is, is that they face the L.A. Chargers, who have Herbert. And Herbert, is, they're, they're probably one of the better teams with a losing record because they know how to they know how to get close to winning the games. They just don't they just haven't gotten there. They just have not gotten there. They've had a couple of wins with Herbert as your starter, but that but that's about it. I think they're missing a couple pieces, a couple of components. Um, and to be quite honest with you, I think NLA wins is weaker over New England this Sunday. Um we'll get back to football a little later. Let's do a little baseball. I'm I'm sure you've seen the Andy Martino video with his World Series comment. What what did you think about that? You know, I uh, I'm, I'm not too I'm not too fond of it. I know it's getting a lot of poor reviews right now. <laughs> you know, you have the good reviews and you have the bad reviews, and right now it's not getting a lot of good good reviews because because of the commentary. Um, I, I just don't, uh, I don't know. I, I'm not a fan. Sometimes, for me, less is more, and I think that less could have been working better for him than than what he said. I agree. I, I can agree with that. And I want to switch gears with basketball. Um, LeBron James signed the contract extension. Anthony Davis re-signed. Are the Lakers right now the favorite? And if they are, would you take the Lakers to win the championship or the field? Uh, oh, 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 there you go. So, um, so, so, what do you think is going to happen with with the baseball free agency? 
James, do rapid fire. Uh, they're both playing so well right now. I'm going to have to go with Patrick Mahomes and take him the MVP. 
trophy home with it. Uh, um, two quick ones. Is Alex Smith the comeback player of the year? Absolutely. I agree. And lastly, um, who's going to win offensive and defensive rookie of the year? Defensive rookie of the year? Um, oh, gosh, that's a good one. Um, if you're just talking about defensive player of the year, um, that's got to be TJ Watt. Uh, offensive player of the year, um, oh, my gosh, that's, that's going to be tough. I'd probably have to say, when we're talking on the line early, does that, did that person win it? I'd have to pick a wide receiver. Right now, I would probably pick, uh, uh, I'd have to pick uh, Cook out of Minnesota. Uh, I agree. Well, well, Rudy, man. Hold, hold on. I, I have, I have, I have one more last question. Uh, what do you think of Steve Cohen? You know, talking, talking to the fans ever since he's bought the Mets. Do you like that? I actually do like that. I, I, I think you have to appeal to your audience. You have to appeal to the fans. You have to appeal to the ones that continue buying merchandise, even though they're not allowed to even step inside of the stadium. And to that opportunity level raised during the next, during this upcoming Major League Baseball season, probably could be more than 25%. Depends on the numbers, depends on a lot of various things. But I do like it. As long as, as, long as he's spreading truth and, and positive vibes um, and, and some honesty and transparency, I think the fans will love it and eat that stuff up for lunch uh, and maybe even in between the snacks. So, yes, I like it. I agree. Well, Rudy, um, tell the people where they can find you. Oh, you guys can find me anywhere. RudeDogShow.com. You can uh, throw me an ad at RudeDogReyes on Twitter. Uh, you can go to you can find me on my YouTube channel at The RudeDog Show. Uh, you can basically find me anywhere. Anywhere, anything public. You can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm everywhere. I'm not hard to find. Well, Rudy, Absolutely. thank you so well, much well, for well, taking the time and coming on. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. And I, I definitely appreciate your time. Until then, have a great night. Yes, sir. You too. Yes, thank sir. you, guys. Thank you. So, thank you, Rudy, so much for coming on. Guys, go go catch out Rudy. He's smart. He's knowledgeable. He he knows his sports. And that's that's the kind of guy I would love, would love to be, be like someday. You know, a guy can... Talk to talk sports for a living, and you know does stuff like this. Except he gets paid, so I think that's great. Um, you know, twenty two days, twenty two days till Christmas. You know that gets a lot of people excited. You know, it it also makes a lot of people think, oh, what am I gonna get? What am I gonna get? But let's not do that, guys. You know, if if you're under 10 years old, I give you a pass. You know, it'd still be nice if you think about other people. But, you know, if you don't think about other people, that's okay. Because all of us are selfish at that age too. But if you're in junior high school, if you're a grown adult, is it still nice to give gifts? Sure. But it's, it's better to give. So try to think of other people. It, whether it's giving time at a soup kitchen or donating old clothes, donating old toys you don't play with anymore or old stuff you don't use anymore, you know, just do that because there are a lot of people 
who maybe don't get a lot of gifts for Christmas. Maybe they won't have nice home-cooked meal for the holidays. Maybe, maybe they won't have a place to call home. So just try not to be greedy. If, if, if you can't donate your time, donate money. If you can't do either, which I'll find that hard to believe, spread it. Spread where people who can donate can donate and try to do better next holiday season. I agree. Um, you wanna you wanna give back this holiday season, and especially, you know, I've given back to my local charities here in Jersey. Um, giving for toys for tots, my local area, because you know there are people that are less fortunate. I even went went to my old high school and gave gave some of the old toys I had in the attic for people that don't that you know that could use it. So it's good to give back. Give back to those who need it more than you do. Absolutely, and of course, you know, James mentioned how how Anthony Davis signed the five-year deal to stay in L.A., and, you know, I, I guess that's cool. All Laker fans should be happy, and uh, you have LeBron for two more years as well, so these boys got paid very nicely. They're going to have a lot of money for the holiday season, so there's that baseball season. Next week is winter meetings. Who knows if anything is going to drop that week. I hope. I hope. Because if it was me, I'd want to know where I'm going to play during the holidays. I want that locked up. I want that secured. So let's hope they feel the same way. You know, whether it's just Bauer or whether it's Bauer, DJ, and Springer. But I, I, I would like one of them to be be signed and I think um DJ will be signed first I think Bauer and Springer will wait for the other to go first what what do you think I'm thinking the same thing I think DJ goes first and it seems like the Yankees are the favorites um as um as as said by our good friend Julian Gallardi the Yankees are still the favorites to retain DJ unless something goes horribly wrong so I think DJ gets signed first. Um, I do think um, I do think um, Springer goes next, and I can see Bauer. Um, I've been saying um, Springer will go to the Mets, and I'm still standing by it. Um, I think Bauer goes to the Padres. I think I think um, Rio Muto. I can see him going out west. I can see maybe the Giants. Um, I can see a team like that making a play for him. Um, I think James McCann is going to sign with the Mets, which is actually a really good signing for the Mets. It's actually a good thing for the Mets because, you know, they don't have to overpay for JT. McCann's a nice, solid catcher. Um, he's a veteran. He plays good defense. So you really need him for his defense and the way he hangs the pitching staff. And then you can sign Springer and you can sign Riamuto. Um the Red Sox are also interested in Eddie Rosario, so that's something to look out for. But to answer your original question, yes, I think DJ gets signed first. I think Springer gets signed next, and then Bauer. Well, if if the Red Sox do get Rosario, that gives them two powerful young lefty hitters, good gloves, good arms, and actually, no, three. That would give them three. 
because they because they also have Benintendi. So that's that's gonna be a pretty pretty solid outfield. Um, Rosario's a corner outfielder, so maybe Benny moves to center field. Maybe Verdugo moves to center field. Um, but even though that would be a damn damn good outfield, and with already a couple pieces that they have in their infield, that's gonna be a good one through six lineup. They they just gotta get pitching first. Uh, you know. But oh, overall, we got sports. You know, if you're a hockey fan, maybe you have to wait a little bit because you don't want to go up against baseball. You don't. You you don't want to go up against the finals. You, you really don't. And question for James. Big, 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 big hockey fan. If the NHL doesn't start right away, and, and let's just say they start at the same time as baseball, what are you watching more of? Hockey or baseball? Well, obviously, I'm going to be watching hockey more because I'm a hockey fan. I've always been a hockey fan. I'm not, but it just, it, it also depends. If hockey is going to have 48 games, then I'm going to be watching a lot of hockey because it's going to be a sprint to the finish. Because if it's 82 games, you know, it's, it's, I can watch here, there. If there's 82, but if it's like 48 games with no all star break and he's just playing straight through. That's a problem. Now, I don't think the NHL is going to wait till June. I do think they're going to play at the end of January, but it's going to be 48 games. And it's gonna, and then it's the way that I think the NHL will finish. It's going to finish just before the, with the, the summer games in Tokyo. So they want to finish by then, so this way they can have the 2021-2022 season start in October, so they can't have... So then this way, you'd hope by... 2021, the 2021-2022 season when you also debuting the Seattle Kraken, which I'm going to be paying attention to that team as well. That's something that the NHL would want because now you're going to bring interest. So ultimately, I, if to answer your question, which is probably unrealistic scenario, if hockey started in June, which I don't ever see happening, I'm going to watch hockey more. I'm sorry. Wow. Now, if if there's a hockey season at forty something games, do you put do you put an asterisk on the season? I I, I put more of an asterisk for this season than than this past season. Cause at least this past season, it's not that wasn't much of an asterisk. It just got halted. But this season will be more of an asterisk because it wasn't a full 82 games. You didn't travel a lot. Like, you know, like East Coast didn't go West, vice versa. Um, there wasn't really a lot of the home. Um, there wasn't really a lot of the home ice advantage because there were not many fans there. Um, it was a little bit of an asterisk. I mean, a champion is still a champion, and you can't take that away from them, but it, 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 it'd be a little sour. Like, this will be a season, I'll be honest, that I wouldn't be mad if the Islanders didn't win the Cup. So let's say the Islanders win their division with, let's say, 27 wins. And that wins, and that wins the division and that gets them a top, a, a top two seed in, in the Eastern Conference. Will you, will you care about that? I mean, it's my team. I'm going to watch the playoffs. I'm, gonna, I'm a hockey fan. 
I'm gonna watch, but I can understand where other fans will call it asterisks. You know, it's it, it's a tough. But would you put an asterisk yeah. on it? Would you put an asterisk of, of them winning the division and and being one of the top two teams in the East? Me, me personally. before we get out of here. Let's say NHL goes another year without fans. They can't do it. But there's fans for baseball, there's fans for basketball, not not the full season, but half. Now, we get to the 2022 NHL hockey season. You mean 2021-2022, got you. Now, they raise prices. They raised ticket prices by minimum of ten percent. They raised concession stands by like, you know, t- minimum two fifty through like five bucks. Would you still want to go to games? Well, I'm a season ticket holder for the Islanders, so I'm still gonna go. It's kind of, that's kind of a bad question to ask me because I'm already a season ticket holder. I I I I I so just full 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 transparency. Right now, what's the total number of your of, of your season ticket plan? I have a twenty game package that I paid um and I paid seven hundred dollars already. Alright, so let's say they boost it up to where they make you get at least ten more games and they charge a charge a thousand dollars. Where do you do it? I, I couldn't do it. That's I, I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't do it. I love the Islanders so much, but that I, I, I wouldn't be able to afford it. What if What if they charge nine hundred? I'd have to think about it. I'd really have to think about it. And now, let's say beer was beer. Beer now is ten dollars a beer. Let's say beer now is fifteen dollars. Let let's say soda jumps from soda jumps from five fifty to to se- to seven fifty. You know, a hot dog jumps from three fifty to to four seventy five. Stuff like that just jumps. You know, you know, jerseys jerseys in there. If you wanted to get an island jersey in there, it goes from fifty to ninety dollars. Would you would you be able to go to a game? I probably. Could go to a game. I probably could. So, do you think the NHL would be forced to do something like that if they go this whole season without fans in the building? I think it depends on the owners. Um, most owners would probably would have to raise up their ticket prices, but others, owners like James Dolan, 
or owners that have that have deeper pockets could probably won't have to raise it as much, but small market owners are going to have to do it to recoup the loss that they got. You're talking teams like Minnesota, team, you know, teams like that. Well, I wouldn't say Dallas. Dallas is a big market, but you know, teams like Minnesota, teams like Calgary, you know, teams like Tampa, like those. Those teams are going to have to raise ticket prices because they're a small, they're a small market team, and they're they're going to suffer. So they're going to, they might have to, which is why it's very important for the NHL to get their season. And also, by the way, their deal with NBC expires after this season, so ESPN wants to jump on board. Ooh, so so that would mean the Stanley Cup Finals would be on ESPN. Yep, it'll be like the old days back in two thousand and three. Wow. Now, this is this is kind of a loaded question. Small market teams are raising their ticket prices, are raising their concession prices. Teams like the Rangers and the Islanders don't have to do that, right? Blackhawks, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, don't have to do that. But because the Rangers, small... Blackhawks, Rangers, Blackhawks, Kings don't have to do that because right. they're a big market team. But, but now, because they see the small market teams do that, they do it too, just to do it. Would would you be mad at them? I'd be annoyed. I'm extremely annoyed because especially teams like the Rangers and Blackhawks, who are loaded with cash because they are billionaire owners. Like you don't have to do that. You don't need to recoup losses. You're freaking multi-billionaires. You make you know you 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 have like millions in your ashtray. You don't really need to do that. I understand small market teams that have to do that because they don't really have necessary funds to recoup that loss. But I'd be furious at the rate. Like I'd be furious at teams like the Rangers, the Islanders, the Blackhawks, the Kings. I'd be furious at and the Flyers. I'd be furious if teams do that because they because they don't need to. You you didn't lose as much as the other market teams did. And and this is the real last question. Say again, it also happened, and teams are losing a bunch of money. And just to try to recoup a little bit. They're firing their high-priced coaches to get a lesser coach. Would you be mad if the Islanders did that? I not only would I be mad, I would be debating on if I actually want to re-up my season ticket set up, ticket plan. Really? I, I Barry Trotz has been a lifesaver for the Islanders. He, the Islanders have improved every year since he's been the coach. His first year, they get to the second round. This past season, they made all the way to the conference finals and came within came within a few games of going to the Stanley Cup Finals. Nah, bro, absolutely not. Like he he made the Islanders relevant. He made the Islanders like the fan. He rejuvenated a fan base, a loyal fan base that has been kicked for years. They were the laughing stock. They were a joke. They were a team that no one took seriously. And Barry Trotz and Lou turned that franchise from a joke to a team that's taken seriously and they have a new arena out in Belmont. Alright, now, question. They they can only keep one. Lou or Barry, they can only keep one. Barry. Barry. Ooh, why? I love Lou, but at at, at some point, Lou is is 75 years old and he's like Dave Gettleman. He's probably not going to do it as long. And I could see him, you know, I, I could see him leaving, but Barry, nah, no, 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 
No, no, no, no. Uh, ba Barry will be here as long as he wants. Put it this way. Barry Trotz will be here as long as he wants to be here. I like that. Well, Rudy, again, thank you for coming on. Guys, make sure you tell us your favorite Christmas movies that you have seen. Tell, you know, tell us why. Give us a couple of names, maybe names that you add. Maybe it's names that me and James haven't seen. And if we haven't seen them, we will see them and let you know what we think of them. And also what we'll do every time we record through up until, up until New Year's Eve. Um, each day we'll watch a Christmas movie and we'll give us our take. So tomorrow will be James's turn to let us know a Christmas movie that he's seen. So at some point tonight or tomorrow, you're going to have to watch a Christmas movie, and you're gonna tell us your take. Yes, I will, and and also too, um, you, you can DM me at BlackRebird52, and you can also follow our page at the Sports Dudes. Um, we, if you want to tell me what your favorite Christmas movie is, then let let let, let us know when the episode goes up. And yeah, I'm gonna watch a Christmas movie, and I'll let you know my thoughts tomorrow. And as always, guys, take care.